Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's knocked the headgear off him. This is Coming up on Footy Talk, we're preparing for State of Origin Game 3 in Gordy. What I want to know from you yes. is the future of both these coaches, Billy Slater, Brad Fittler, both out of contract. They both have a future in our game, so let's just touch on that a little bit later, and I want to talk about the horse. I want to talk about Big Red. Oh, the horse, bro. Mm, the horse. <laughs> the horse, bro. The horse that's whisperer. Com- that's coming up him. next on, on <laughs> Footy Talk. <laughs> Welcome to Footy Talk on this Origin Wednesday. Liam Flanagan joined alongside the raging bull, Gordon Tallis. Gordy, let's say this from the off. This is a strictly CBA-free zone on Footy Talk today. (laughs) Yes, for the rest of the year. (laughs) Mate, Game 3, State of Origin. Look, we've got to talk about this New South Wales jigsaw of a side. We do want to talk about it, but I think it's only fair and appropriate, given that Queensland have retained the shield, that we'd talk about this Queensland side in the first half of footy talk today. 2-0, they they head out onto uh, the park tonight, having retained the shield, defended the shield. W- what is that feeling like, Gordy, not running out into a game three, knowing that you've won the series? I don't know. Have you never done that? <laughs> no. It's like... from. This is the funny thing. For all the great sides, right, for the greatest Queensland sides was probably back in the 80s for myself because, you know, they were just superstars in my eyes, right? I think it was 87, 88, they might have done it, or 88, 89, Wally and Mel and Gene Miles and all that did it and Elf and the boys and then uh, Queensland on that eight-run period, right, when they call it, they did it once. And if you read that side that played in it, that probably wasn't the strongest side that they had through that whole period of their eight in a row. So it's so it's ex, it's extremely hard to do. Um, the only time I ever had it done to me was the Brian Fletcher hand grenade. So I've been cut deeply, and I saw Wally Lewis mention it and talk about when he got whitewashed. Um, how That's amazing. That is amazing that you've never experienced, you've never won no, Origin no. in two games and experienced no. what so people like, are terming as a dead Okay, rubber. so Wally Lawsry, 30-odd games, Lockie, 30-odd games. I played for 10 years. I should have played, but I didn't. Um, I didn't experience where we were up 2-0. And I experienced being down 2-0 and it's the yeah. worst feeling ever. And it's a game <laughs> that every time I go out to Origin, like I was praying that game when Jonathan Thurston run back and he did that, that they broke the record that we got beaten by. So mm. so you don't often look at your career and go back, but this is a moment that Queensland have an opportunity to do what some of the greatest teams, not the greatest players, some of the greatest teams in or- Origin history have done. Is and that you- the fuel for them tonight? Is that the driving motivation? Absolutely, it would be. It's got to be that as a group of young men, you know, they've had their adversity as well, you know, like they left out players that have played obviously 10 years or whatever, as in Gain, uh, Dane, Dane Gagai, um, Ponga didn't play, you get Reese Walsh and then they've had injuries and they've they've had pretty much the same. They were down with, what, nine minutes to go and mm. Ben Hunt's in the centres and they've had people in HIA and then in game two and now in game three you've got AJ Brimson. So our ch- team has changed, not as much as New South Wales, their team hasn't changed from injuries. They've changed because they haven't won. Yeah. So 
Um, Queensland have had the same adversity, but this group of men normally by game three with the same combinations, you know, you come back into camp and you sort of slot in to everything. So you think Queensland are going to be better than what they were in game two or you're hoping they are. They were um, pretty, they weren't outplayed, but it was a tough game in game one. In game two, they were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And in game three, you expect them to be better and that's probably New South Wales, that's got to be their ammunition. And down here in the paper, Liam, yep. you know, there's a photo, get the picture. And I'll hold it up for everybody. And mm. it's got the nine Queensland people changing, chasing two and it was Crichton and Toto. When, when Crichton oh, the makes Daily that Cherry break, Evans. Right? And then the Toto run from heaven. But everybody raps Daly Cherry Evans. What I see is eight guys that weren't going to catch him. And on this far left side, there's Coates, Val Holmes, and I, uh, and I think, and it's Nanai. <laughs> on the right side, that are even going just in case, mm. just in case something happens. So, yeah. you know, that's so get the picture, which, you know, that's well, what I've always Jesus, said. You just got to get Jesus, more. Yeah, go on. Chez is still recovering from that effort. He still hasn't recovered from that crossfield <laughs> well, effort. That's what, so. what, what, what is he, 34? Playing, you know, I mean, he's like an old bit of wine at the moment. And, you know, I want to give Daly Cherry Evans a fair bit of credit because, you know, the backflip on the Titans, he didn't quite fit into the Queensland mould when he first joined in and there was, you know, Billy and those. And there was those key group of players and maybe, you know, Daly was a different type, you know. And in rugby league, you all sort of, you know, it was a cookie-cutter approach, I suppose, you know, when you played for Queensland. But Daly certainly, you know a bit of Shackleton's way, you know, where he didn't quite fit in, but he's made this team his own. And I think he's a amazing leader, you know, to do what he's done and especially through adversity, like the, you know, the series at the end of the year that was affected by COVID, he led that. And then this year, I think it's been his best series. And you, we've talked about um, DCE a bit yeah. on, on footy talks in the lead up to um, Origin Games previously this year, but this is a stat that I only became aware of yesterday, and, and some people, the Nuffies will know it, but <laughs> most probably don't, is that tonight he goes past the man you consider to be uh, the I, greatest Origin player ever in Alan, well, one of the yeah, greatest absolutely. leaders ever in Alan Langer. Yeah. For the most consecutive games played at number seven for Queensland. Go, this will be game number 16. He starts at number seven for Queensland going past um, Langer. It's it's massive. He's not going to play 30 games like Elf. No. Is he? Or oh, I don't even know how many games Daly Cherry well, How many so. is he at? But, I don't but, know. But, the, you know the fact I mean? that, but anyway, listen, like, let's not pee on the parade. I think that's a unbelievable stat because of Alan Langer being so durable. I remember he broke his leg in the game in 89 and – I think Mel Meninga broke his cheekbone or something like that and, they, and Bob Linder got injured and that's when Wally scores that famous 30-metre try. So for Daly Cherry and for any time you break a record like that and I think Gary Larson had 21 straight games for Queensland, so that's more than Daly Cherry Evans mm. and I think Thurston beat it. And then now you have someone like Alan Langer in that famous number seven jersey, well, especially a playmaker role and the way... Cherry Evans started, and maybe if he didn't have Cooper Cronk and Jonathan Thurston in front of him, well, you know, that record could have been even bigger, and maybe no one would be able to touch it. This will be game number 23 for him tonight. Um, And yeah, you talk about the early doors where he was winning comps for Manly, but couldn't get into the Queensland side because of, as you mentioned, legends in front of him. Yeah, which we understand. He had one that won six comps or five comps, and Jonathan Thurston, you know, that even kept Cooper Cronk. 
Hey, no Reese Walsh tonight. We know he he's out <coughs> with the suspension. Uh, Tom Flegler out with injury as well. So there are two. Uh, one completely brand new face, Corey Horsburgh. I want to talk to you about him in a sec. But AJ Brimson, the other one, comes in at fullback, sat through game two uh, as 18th man, completely kitted out, and then had that uh, not awkward but different experience of celebrating the win, having not you know thrown a punch in anger at any stage. But oh, it's so good. You wake up, <laughs> you wake up, you get to hold the trophy. There's no pains, <laughs> there's no aches in the morning. Maybe a headache if you drink a bit, little bit too much. But drink responsibly, kids. But he he will he's another fullback who who have been yeah. under the tutelage of Billy Slater. What are you yes. expecting out of AJ tonight? Uh, I expect AJ to be one of the best players on the field. There's no doubt that uh, he he is certainly one of the Titans' best players. Uh, I love watching him play. Uh, I go back to that series, that COVID series. He played in Adelaide, and I'm sitting there, and he was absolutely outstanding. And I knew just being a Titans ambassador of AJ Brimson, and I and then at that level, it's the unknown. And he was outstanding in that game. And I expect AJ Brimson to play. He's always on the ball. He's always around. He plays a bit Tedesco-like. If you're lazy on the inside, he'll, he, he will just make you pay. He always seems to pop up, right? And he doesn't get enough credit for this. He, he will always pop up where the space is. So he's got an amazing ability to read where he should be in the game. But there's no doubt that New South Wales will like test him as well. So, mm. um, But I think AJ will certainly hold his own. Do you think? Do you think they're going to be brave enough to test Corey Horsburgh? Because I think that's a yeah, of course. You know, of testing course, AJ Brimson's one thing, but I feel like Corey. You know the, yeah, the you, phrase. Oh, he's built for Origin gets thrown around willy nilly. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, because he's mad, ready? right? Yeah, simply because right. Redheads are like, like mate. Let's be honest, they're a bit mad, right? I work with one by the name of James Graham, right? You saw him with the Sam Burgess situation, right? So you saw Fatty Vorton, and he was named Fatty, but he could go out there and run all day, so. The Redheads that I've ever been involved with, they just tick a little bit different to most people. So you think, you know, and when you say, are they brave Dylan enough? Napa, Dylan Napa, Napa, Napa right? So, right, so there you go. So any redhead out there, they just tick a little bit different. But New South Wales will certainly be brave enough. But I just know that he doesn't have a reason. You know what I mean? Like most, most players have a neutral. I don't think they have a reverse. But he certainly doesn't have a reverse. And I don't even think he's got neutral. I think he's just got, I'm just going to keep on moving forward. Type of situation, so um, I'm really looking forward with Corey to Corey a bit, though, haven't you? Oh no, 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 no! Look, that I think that article got blown out of proportion. He's worked on himself. Okay, he made a phone call because you know his coach Ricky reached out and said, "I really like this kid, Gordy. I think you'd really like him. He's one of the guys that you'd love to play with." And he keeps on losing his cool. And then when we just sat and had a chat, he goes, "Well, how did you contain?" I said, "Well, I didn't when I was young, but when I realised that I was hurting my teammates and I was letting my teammates down." That's what you got to try to get to and get to a moment where you can think of what does my team need me to do next? Does my team need me to throw a punch? Am I going to let them down and all that kind of stuff? So there's going to be a moment. And I said, there's going to be a moment where you don't think of that and you go for it because it must be something bad that's happened to you. But in the moment, if you can keep on thinking, what does my team need me to do now? And when you get angry, if you just carry the ball really hard at that guy and get that frustration out of you or when he runs the ball, just hit him a bit harder – I said, they're the focuses. You know, like I said, that's what I used to try to focus on in my point. And it might not be him, but it's a jersey and it's an opposite jersey. And that's what you've got to try to focus on. And that pretty much summed up the whole conversation and just trying to get to know him. But he's mm. done that. He's He's been absolutely outstanding. And the way he's played for the Raiders, you know, they're coming fifth for, coming fifth for a reason because it's normally Tarpany and, you know, big Papa Lee. But mm. he's been the leader of that pack. 
So you you showed him the door. You you I opened the no, door. No, no, you no, showed no, him no, a no. door. As you can lead the horse this. to water. He can't make him drink. This is what I'm saying. You showed him the door, oh, yeah. and he's taken it upon himself to walk through it since yes. then. So you've, you've played a small role. I think he's kicked role. the door off the hinges. Let's just say he's <laughs> kicked it off the hinges. It was a, it was like a saloon. So he's walked in like as an old country western. He's just walked in, and everybody knows there's a big bad redhead in town. <laughs> And the shot glass slides down. Mate, see, that was my childhood, right, going over the Nana and Pops. And it was always an old Western, and I love when they'd slide the drink down and the, and then the doors would open the up. Piano, the, the piano player stops. Piano player stops. Well, that's Corey Horsball. Let's just, mate, let's just put him in that category. If we could get the digital boffins to do a graphic with Corey Horsburgh <laughs> with a saloon hat on, you in. know. That'd be great. <laughs> well, quickly, we do need to talk about this New South Wales jigsaw puzzle in the second half, but I do want just to get your thoughts on Billy Slater. Um, you've got the QRL chairman, Bruce Hatcher, who has said that we we are patient and we will work to Billy's timeline. Billy has said, I don't want to talk about it until the series is done. His contract is up. What's next for Billy Slater? Do you think he'll sign on and stick around with this Queensland side? Um, I think it's a conversation for him and his lovely wife, Nicole, where they'll sit down and they'll talk and, you know, talk about his kids. I think Billy's a busy man. I think he's in demand. Like I, and, and this is no joke. Like, I watch him have a bit of a social life. He's put so much into rugby league and he goes and rides polo by the sea and he's got his he's got his horses and breeds I think horses he's, yeah, breeds now, horses yeah. and he's got his stud farm down there in Victoria. So I think that's part of his passion and I think he works at an AFL club. He does a couple of days at the Melbourne Storm, then he's um and he works in the media. So I think, you know, that that is busy enough, I think, for any yeah. man, right? And he's got acres, so then you've got to look after your property. So I think Billy's a busy man and People see this as three games of footy. It's not. There's a lot of work that goes into it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a decision that I think that he'll sit down with his family on a selfish point and note, I hope that he keeps on coaching Queensland. I just love everything, what he does. I think he he's a guy that every time he talks, he doesn't mince his words and you've got to listen to what Billy says. He's absolutely outstanding and he's a great leader. He's one of our greatest leaders. He's one of our greatest players, but... There's not a time that he's been around that jersey that he hasn't put everything into it. And he's done it as a coach. Um, so I hope that he stays on, but it's a decision for him and his family. The Billy Slater legacy continues to grow oh, in the game of rugby league. Can I have it? <laughs> I'm not, mate, listen, mate, I'm not too jealous of too many guys, but oh. probably the greatest ever fullback. Like, good-looking guy. Oh, he rides he horses aging? on the beach. Oh, mate, and isn't he, he there, aging And then, like, well. when they ask him a tough question, he just has this smile that lights up like Luna yeah. Park that lights up the world. Yeah. And then he got – and he's pretty much had <clears throat> every answer on the field and he's got him off the field now as well. He's done a deal somewhere. He's, he owes somebody something because he's done a deal. He's blessed. I don't like <laughs> these people that are too talented. Uh, but his legacy continues to grow. Uh, New South Wales probably hope it doesn't continue growing. They'd be happy for him to walk away and pursue other things. But we need to talk about this Blues side yeah. on the other side of the break. Footy talk, Liam Flanagan, Gordon Tallis here. State of Origin Game 3 getting underway in Sydney tonight. The result is done. Queensland have retained the shield. They've defended the shield. And as a result, Freddie and Brandy and Bedsy and Joey and everyone else have taken the broom to the New South Wales change rooms. We have got uh, some new faces, some returning faces. We bid farewell to some other blokes who've been given a a short time in the Blues jumper. Gordy, what do you make? Were you surprised when you saw this Game 3 team announced? Um, not really because, 
you know, when I'm down here, there's a lot of pressure, you know, I think on New South Wales. And there's a lot of pressure, like, just around the state of origin in itself. I think it's the most watched game. There's the three most watched games every year with the grand finals from, like, both codes. So there's no doubt that there's a lot of pressure. And then I always said that New South Wales should take it as a compliment. But uh, I really like the side. Obviously, everybody's talked about the bench and the players that aren't there. And I'm going to steal a quote from Billy Slater, but it's who's playing for New South Wales. And they're good enough to go out there tonight and get the job done. I love Cody Walker. I love what he brings. I think there's no doubt he's the most creative player in the game at the moment. He's, you know, New South Wales have spoken about how how much good ball they've had down there on Queensland's line and haven't been able to get the job done. Well, he's certainly that guy that can do that. So, um, you know, watch the space. But just on, you know, like, and we've been singing Billy's praises, but if I was playing and I had, this is my brain, right? If I had Danny Badiris around the mm. – you know, I had Brad Fittler, and I had Andrew Johnson, I had Brandy Alexander, I had Paul McGregor, and those guys were around and they're trying to pass on their knowledge. Sometimes it's not what they say, it's what you do. It's your reactions to what they say. And all these guys have watched this New South Wales jersey. They know what Origin's about. I'm pretty sure they've all watched it. They know, you know, what it's about to play for New South Wales. I think – it's up to the players just to repay these guys for the pressure and the, you know, and the sacrifice that they've made for themselves. And that's and, and that's the message I'd be given mm. to this team. Like, yep. mate, when are you guys going to be accountable? Like, I've mm. been accountable for who I've selected. But when are you going to be accountable for putting on the jersey? A couple of blokes putting on the jersey for the first time tonight. Uh, <clears throat> let's start. Let's start in your area of expertise with uh, Kian Kalamatangi. I mean, his performance at club level yeah. justifies the selection. He got. I saw him speak to Danny Wilder on Channel Nine News the other night. He got incredibly emotional yeah. talking about his young daughter when Danny brought it up, and it was interesting to see a player. He's a young bloke, but he's a father, and he was incredibly emotional and overcome with talking about how his daughter has brought perspective to his life and and about how he has a purpose now as opposed to before he became a father. Uh, When you see that in a young man and you see him entering the Origin Arena, I mean, physically we know he's he's got gifts, but does that give you a sense of – is that sense of maturity needed for for the State of Origin Arena and that perspective? Well, it's dangerous as well. When you do something, then it's for a – and it's not for yourself. So when people do things for themselves, it's a bit selfish. That's why Billy Slater keeps on talking about this is for Queensland, this is for five million, this is for that. So you've got to give him a bigger picture for him to see it every day and that's his motivation. He's made it in life. So he, so I always talk and no matter whether I'm talking to a boardroom or I'm talking to a big company, you've got to find your motivation. You've got to find what makes you tick every day to get up and go do what you do. Well, he's found it. And for him to get emotional, so that... So that means that his daughter and his family means more to him. So when he's running out there and he's playing and, you know, everybody knows that you can have all the talent in the world but the want has to match the talent and, you know, the pennies probably dropped for him and there's no doubt that he deserves these and when he plays for South and, you know, heard him say that he was pretty insecure with the way he played footy, he never ever thought that he was good enough. Well, he's got a chance tonight to go out there and prove. Is uh, to to make it slightly lighter, biggest set of thighs you've seen in the game. I mean, Callum mm-hmm. has got to be up there. Do you, who, who used to roll with the biggest legs in your era? Mel Meninga. Oh, of course. There was a bloke by the name of Keithy Cole. If they can ever get a photo of Keith Cole, right? Had a mullet, 
used to arrive on the back of a Harley Davidson. Had the biggest set of thighs. There's not a pair of jeans big enough. That's why the like the jeggings were like yes. were like invented. You know the spandex jeans. I think they're called jeggings. I think I'm bringing up a photo of Keith Cole in front of me. Oh, this <laughs> is a throwback, isn't it? There you go. So Keithy Cole, Mel Meninga, and then you go. Obviously, um, yeah, you would think him and maybe someone like Junior Paulo. Oh, I think, yes. mate. I think Fafita's got a bit of rump on him as well. So. <laughs> So, like, then there's a few. I haven't tackled them, but yeah. we always said, like, <clears throat> tackling Mel Meninga and Keith Cole was like tackling your dad in the backyard. You could never get your hands, like, you know when you're a young kid and you just grab your hand and they could just drag you along and they could always score a try? That's probably what the boys are like today. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing a deal with um, Levi's anytime soon for a tight pair of jeans. Especially not the 501s. Can. Not the 501s. He, uh, you're, he's probably rolling with the flexible options downstairs. <laughs> um, the other one, Bradman Best. Look, there's been there's been some noise made around. Um, Brandy took offence to our man Reedy. Uh, oh, Brent Rude. Mate, yeah, I thought I got him in my phone. Brent he's Rude. Brent Rude. <laughs> mate, that's it. Mate, he's got a new nickname, Rudy. Brent Rude. Uh, Brent Rude. Well, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I liked Brandy's – I don't know if Reddy was being as, as pointed and rude as Brandy thought he was, but I no. did like Brandy's defence of Bradman because this is one – a bit like your Toy Kamano last in game two – this is a guy that Freddie and Brandy and Bedsy would have had on their radar the moment they took control of this New South Wales side. And and now he, he gets an opportunity to go out there and, and experience origin and, and see and figure out if he's ready for it. I love it. I, I... – I love that they've earmarked this guy and they showed all the footage of him playing in the younger grades for New South Wales, but that's totally different than what he's going to face tonight. But um, I love his attitude, you know, and he's always had the ability. He's had a lot of injuries. You know, there was rumours that the Knights were sort of shopping him around a bit, but to get selected and, you know, I think in that whole saga, I think Brent Reid had the right to ask it because I think, and I thought that it was a bit from left field when you had, you know, Tony Staggs and Burton and there's so many other players that have sort of been around. But, you know, I mean, I know that uh, Campbell Graham's injured for South, but I thought that it was a left field sort of selection. But I'm excited mm. to watch him. Uh, his first press conference said that he hated us and, you know, that's reciprocated. So, um, mate, I'm looking forward to watching him because he's always had a lot of talent mm. uh, with ball in hand, but you get tested in more ways than that in origin. Well, we're looking forward to seeing if he's yes. if he's up to the level and if he if he can rise up. You know, a bit like when tennis players go play better if they're playing a better opponent, or if they play worse if they're playing a worse opponent. We'll find out if Bradman's up to it tonight. Um, the other players, obviously, back into the side have been there before. You got Gutho, you got Cody, who we've spoken about, Jacob Saifidi, Jake Turbo, RCG. From a gameplay perspective, are they light on on the bench? Are they carrying Gutho as a utility and carrying a a second number nine? Do you think they're light on in terms of forwards? They can be. You know what I mean? Like, mate, they were light on an outside backs when, you know, when they lost, you know, when they lost. Yeah, and then, when Cookie had to come yeah, in and play centre. Cook. So, so you can never really cover any position unless you've got 17 sitting on the bench. So yep. I really feel sorry for what they're doing at the moment. So they're trying and Gutherson, you know what, he can get around the ruck and he can do all mm. that kind of stuff. So, um I love – I think Gutho yeah. was talking to someone about this the other day. I think from a club-level perspective, he's one of the – been the most consistent 
outstanding players and he's he's been a bit like Daly. Cherry Evans was early in his career. He's been stuck behind a bloke who captain Australia and New South Wales in James Tedesco. And then Brad Fittler makes a perfect point. We have gone down in the outside backs in every game. So what do you do? You're damned if you do, damned if you do. <laughs> hey, Freddie, we got to wrap this thing. We do have to wrap this up. You've spoken that you hope Billy sticks around. Yeah. Freddie's a bit different. He's been there a lot longer. He's been through the ups and the downs. What do I you don't see. Like? I don't see anybody better than him at the moment. Okay, so for New South Wales, you think he's the best option. What about for Freddie personally? You know, Freddie, would you like to? Do you think it's the right thing for I him think, to do to stick around? <clears throat> I think that you know, and there's a really good point the other day. You got to watch when he won his first two series, how he's buzzing around, and Freddie's one of those guys that's so been carefree with the media. He's always just been Freddie, yeah. and I think he's got to get back that. And he said, "Mate, if they can't handle." I still remember Freddie. If they can't handle getting a conversa- uh, getting a question asked from the media, well, they can't be ready for origin. Yep. Well, he's turned his – and that's what pressure does, right? That's what the pressure of the state – that's what pressure of state of origin brings. But I hope that he stays on. Um, he can change his staff. He can change all that and get some new ideas around. But uh, I think that uh, – I love what Brad Fittler does for New South Wales and more about the community, like what he – what it means to Brad Fittler to be a New South Welshman. Yeah. I feel a little bit sorry for him. Yeah. Well, they run just out Just not tonight. today. I'll feel sorry for him again tomorrow. You'll feel sorry for him tomorrow. Exactly. And can I just say one last thing? This is just a personal, from a fan perspective, I haven't played the game. I don't know what it's like to run out there. But I think it's ridiculous that, New, that Queensland will have to be presented the Shield tonight. They won the series yeah. in game two on their home turf. They should have been able to celebrate it there. I, I just I, – I don't like the idea that – Two points. They did a lap of honour. They thanked the crowd. Yeah. Whether you carry the wood around or not, whether you carry yeah. the shield around, does that make a difference to the new, to the Queensland fans? It probably doesn't, but you know that they're going to be met with a chorus of boos tonight. You know they're going to be met with a chorus of boos from New South Wales fans when DCA gets up there yeah. to accept the shield. And, that, and I don't like that. I don't like that look. Mm. Well, how do we change it? If we win two, the third game gets played in your home state. We just, <laughs> that is the only yes. way you're going to change that. <laughs> that is the only way. Look, do you know what? And you make some really valid points because when it got said, I said, mate, how good would it be that if they do win it, they get to hold up the shield and they get mm. all the cheers and they can do their speech. But then, you know, sometimes tradition has to stay. Yeah. Hey, life's not perfect. We don't all get what we want. Just ask Brent Root. Oh, he just Brent asks Rude. a simple question. Mate, and that's then rude. Brent. That's rude, Liam. <laughs> No, that's rude. We've got to wrap it all up. This has been uh, Footy Talk, Liam Flanagan, Gordon Tales. We've got a State of Origin Game 3 to get ready for. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow on Footy Talk.